And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Some people are afraid of routines. They think that they make life boring, but there's a big difference between a routine and a rut. If you build great routines, not only will you get more things done, but you can actually be on your way toward a happier life. On today's episode, my friend Holly and I are going to discuss better routines for a happier life. Holly, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm excited to discuss this topic. I think habits and routines are something that are becoming more popular now. We have books like Atomic Habits out there, and we have a lot of people trying to establish those things, especially after coming out of the pandemic. People are trying to get settled. And I think it's really great that those routines can actually help you have a happier life. So tell us a little bit more about how you came to discover this and uh, how you work with people. Yeah, no worries. So uh, my book is called 30 Days to Happiness. It's generally the book that people read after Atomic Habits because it simplifies everything. Um, So I, this is, I guess I can go deep into my story a bit later, but long story short, I went through a pretty dark time in my teenage years, hated life. Uh, and then I had a bit of a miraculous healing and I started basically implementing it's the it was the ha- daily habits that got me out of a deep depression it's the daily habits that got me out of burnout it's the daily habits that made me happier so from that I wrote a book called 30 days to happiness it's called it's 30 days 30 happiness habits that reconstruct your subconscious mind and the way you think so you do all these things on autopilot it starts pretty foundational with exercise what you put into your mouth what you eat the words you speak who you surround yourself with posture things even smiling things that we just forget about but if we learn a habit to do so it's going to be on autopilot and therefore you're going to be a lot happier but then towards the end of the book we talk deeper into financial happiness we talk deeper into purpose your values and all the other things that are linked to actually being and becoming happier right so it's a bit of a like happiness is a bit of just a airy fairy term because people go what does that actually really mean everyone's definition is completely different my definition of happiness is even if you won the lotto tomorrow you wouldn't be any happier than you are right now that is my definition of happiness because a lot of us are seeking materialistic things right to make us happy but yeah how i work with people i have a course called the happiness formula and it's basically 30 days, 30 happiness habit course, which goes deeper into basically the stuff in the book. And then I also have the fearless and freedom program. So I help business owners, entrepreneurs, and busy people to create better habits, be more productive and build the life and business that they want. That's really fascinating, especially about the idea about even if you won the lotto and your philosophy and your definition of happiness, because that is true. You find that people who win those lotteries and and they, or they come into money, even if they inherit it, 
they're not really any happier than they were before. Mm. And those are the people that tend to blow through the money. I think our subconscious mind does that. We go on this autopilot and getting off of autopilot is really a huge thing. And I also like the way you brought up uh, posture and smiling because smiling is something that we need to do more of today. I always recommend that when someone wakes up in the morning, the first thing they should do, well, two things. One is to think of three things that they're grateful for, right? That they're really thankful yeah. for. Gratitude is important. But the second thing is to smile. And then the other thing that I teach a lot of my clients has to do with posture and standing in the right posture. It makes a huge difference because that's something that your subconscious mind and your nervous system really keys in on. So, um, oh, yeah. so I think that's great. Now, 30 Days to Happiness, I think that is that's a tremendous title for a book. So what gave you the idea to write the book? So the idea stemmed from like, again, that pretty dark time I went through in my teenage years. So I was always into sport. I was an athlete pretty much. I was doing every sport, but I was an equestrian rider. So my goal was in life was to pretty much go to the Olympics for show jumping. That was my goal when I was riding morning and night. I've been riding since I was born. I was selling horses and training them. I, that was my life. And then, uh, and I was also really you know, into swimming and athletics and going to States and I was very athletic. I didn't stop. <laughs> I loved no. it though. And anyway, so um, I think from other, you know, traumatic things that happened as well, like, like with my parents never being together and just the toxic things of that and a few other things as well, like it obviously builds you and your thought process to who you are now. But as a kid, you don't realize that, right? Through, I always hated school, absolutely hate strong word, and I definitely hated it like a lot. And I look back and I would definitely never go back to school. <laughs> I didn't like how the system was run. I just didn't like people being fake. I didn't like, like, I never got bullied or anything. Like, you know, I was always liked, which is pretty grateful because I always was one step ahead of everyone kind of thing. So um, I didn't let myself get entwined with all the gossip and all that. So again, really hated school. I just wanted to get out so I can make money, to be honest, because um, I pretty much had to make my own money. Yeah. And then from the age of 16, I stopped my, both my horses died uh, and, you know, we moved, my mum moved off acreage because we couldn't afford it anymore. And pretty much, I finished all my sporting as well because we moved to like a small country town. My mum wouldn't drive me to school. So like, and I didn't have my license back then. Um, so yeah, it was just like, I put on 10 kilos, I lost my identity, my purpose, which was in my horses and in my sport. Um, and I just got really depressed. Like I had no purpose, nothing. Like I hated, I literally woke up every day wanting to die pretty much for years. Um, I remember being 14 years old. And just yelling to my mom, I was like, mom, I don't want to live anymore. I hate this. I hate my life. Being 14, wanting to commit suicide. Like that is sad. Oh, that is sad. Anyway, that is sad, right? When I, yeah, anyway, so I went and got into the real estate industry after that. And I, yeah, did that for like, I don't know, 15 months. But I worked my ass off. Like I was door knocking every day. I ran the whole office. I did property management. I was a sales associate. I was working these long hours. And because I could, they were paying me $11.50 an hour, I had to get another job. So I worked at F45. So I was doing personal training um, from basically 4 to seven, four a.m. to 7.30. And then I go to my 9 to 5. And then I go for 5 o'clock till 7.30 p.m. So I was doing that like for months and I got so burnt out that I literally couldn't walk my lower back, my knees, every joint in my body gave way and I couldn't walk 
I was literally just laying in bed at Christmas time feeling so sorry for myself. Anyway, so after that, I learned the habits to basically pull myself out of that burnt out state, still work long hours, but do it properly. And that's how I came up with BizFit. So after that, I created a personal training program and an online program. And I was originally doing face-to-face PT and then I moved in the online space and it was just perfect because it came at the same time as COVID. And I was like, yeah, that worked out well. So, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Anyway, so I started building an online business, um, but going back about when I probably a little bit more before real estate after I came out that kind of like depressed state I remember saying like um, whatever you guys believe in God or high power whatever I was like God take this away from me I'm sick of feeling so unhappy you don't do it I'm gone tomorrow like I'm done anyway and I woke up the next morning with no suicidal thoughts ever again and that was just a miraculous healing of mine right and I'm a believer forever will be because not just of that but other things as well so um that's why I say miraculous healing so I then went on to think about I've always thought about writing a book but I was like all right 30 days 30 happiness habits that makes sense right so it took me three years to pretty much write it and yeah through that time I was building my online business and whatnot and I just launched it in July this year and yeah, now I have an online, awesome online business and an awesome book and awesome courses. And my mission and my purpose is to help every single person wake up happy every single day. That is my purpose. That's my mission. That's the reason I wake up every morning and I'm very grateful for it. That is a wonderful purpose. And it's so aligned with what we do here on the podcast and what I do in my life as well, helping people to find that purpose. My whole idea is living a purposely positive life. That means yeah, living awesome. life on purpose for a purpose because that's yeah. twofold, right? And then having a positive impact on people around you. So I'm going to go back a little bit here because you talked about losing your purpose in life early on, especially when it came to losing your horses and losing that part of your life. And that puts you into uh, some serious depression and into a rut. It sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were trying to find that purpose in working those long hours later, because a lot of people do that. A lot of us we put all that energy and we try to find our purpose in our work and we want to work these long hours. But really what we're doing is we're hiding from a lot of things that are going on inside of us, hiding from that internal trauma that we have. And fortunately you had this miraculous healing and you were able to move past that. But what do you say to somebody out there who is working those long hours, maybe not spending time doing the things that they enjoy to try to find that happiness and purpose. How would you address someone out there who is dealing with that right now? That's a really great question. And I think it's a question that a lot of people in this world are trying to answer, right? So with my clients, I get them to do a purpose workshop that I've created. I created this awesome booklet with specific questions. So three questions that I'll just, you know, I'll share to anyone is what would you do every single day if you didn't get paid for it? Question one. Question two, if you had a bookshop and it had to have one kind of book in there, what would it be about? So for me, it would be about happiness, you know, and all the different forms of happiness. And another really good question to ask is what are you already doing that you don't get paid for, that you love? Okay. So that ties in with the first question then. Yeah. It ties in with the first question because you might be naturally gifted at coaching, but you don't realize it and you're doing it on a daily basis to all your friends. You go, hang on a second. I'm actually pretty good at this. And I hate, and then I love it more than sales. (laughs) You know what I mean? So 
Um, the thing is you've got to find your gifts, your talents and your abilities, put them all together, ask yourself specific questions. But most importantly, you've actually got to take a step back and actually realise that you have a gift inside of you. You're no one's born on this earth with absolutely no desires in them, right? They're, and, and desires can change over a period of time no matter what, I guess, stage you are in in life. But you've got to really sit down and go, what do I love to do? What I, and a lot of people struggle to ask that, uh, answer that question. They say, oh, I don't, I don't know, watch TV, you know, play on my phone, you know, play with my dogs. I don't know, right? That's something that they need to really sit down, understand, take some time out. And working these long days, you hit the nail on the head there. It is a, it's a distraction, right, from dealing with something that you, and as well through that time, I was in pretty toxic relationships. So <laughs> as long as I was out the house and doing stuff, I was distracting myself. So You've hit the nail on the head there. So if you are or whoever's listening to this is in that rut and they feel like they're lacking purpose, lacking vision, and they're just working, trying to uh, protect themselves from the emotional hurt or even moving forward, then you really need to just go away for a day or two. Chill out. Go do something you love. Get some positivity into your brain. You know, go to the beach, go to the country, do whatever you want to do. Sit down grab a notepad and pen and start planning out. If there was nothing holding you back, you had absolutely no fears, what would you do? That's probably a good place to start. I love that. Well, I like those questions first. I'll come back to those again. You know, What would you do if you weren't getting paid? I think that's a great question because most people are in their job and how many people have chosen their career for two reasons? One, they try to find whatever's going to pay them the most money. I know people yeah. who are in things like accounting, and they hate working with numbers, but yet they found that, oh, I could get paid really well for this and yeah. they work a full career and they end up not being happy. So what would you do if you didn't get paid, if money were not an option? I like your bookshop idea. What kind of books do you like to read? If you had a book or a bookshop with only one book, one type of book, what kind would that be? Because that certainly tells you what you like to do. And then, of course, what not only what would you do with no pay, but what are you already doing for no pay? And again, you and I have uh, similar things because that's what I was doing too with coaching. And that's how I figured out that coaching was something that I was really aligned with. I was taking some time. It was during the pandemic, actually. I was going to start a sales training business and I got a mentor. I got a coach. And during that process, I found, you know, what you're doing is, is what I do. And I love doing it. I love helping people. People are always coming to me for advice. So I think that's uh, that's just fabulous. The other thing I wanted to get into is you mentioned being in a rut. And we're talking about routines and happiness, better routines in your life for a happier life. So how would you differentiate rut and routine? Because a lot of people get into a rut and they confuse that with getting into a routine a rut is something that you're doing subconsciously and you don't even realize that it's making you that unhappy right and we call it a rat wheel a rut whatever you want to call it when you're doing pretty much the same thing every single day and there's no purpose or mission behind it right a routine is on your terms you get to choose how you create your routine you get to choose when you go to the gym you don't have to go to the gym but you want to go to the gym you get to choose, you know, when you meal prep on the weekend. You get to choose when you spend time with the family. You get to choose and plan your routine the way that you want to on your terms. 
A rut is when you feel like it's not on your own terms and you're doing the same thing consistently on autopilot and it makes you unhappy. Simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. I like that. And you get to plan it out. So give me an example of a good routine that it would be easier for someone to start out, you know, someone who's starting out trying to develop a daily routine. What would be a good example of that from your perspective? Yeah. So everyone's body type is different. Everyone's desires are different. Everyone's purpose is different. Everyone's lifestyle is completely different. So everyone's routine is going to be extremely different, right? So there's no one set routine, but there's things that you can implement throughout your day to create a routine that will benefit you, right? First thing is obviously exercise. Plan out your day, like literally grab your calendar out and plan your days hour by hour, exactly what you're doing every hour of the day. What time are you going to wake up? Do it at the same time every day. What are you doing the first hour of the day? The first hour of the day is most important because if you sit down and watch the news or listen to someone screaming, your neighbor screaming or you know negativity uh, and you have that vibrational feeling, then that's what you're going to portray if you don't change it, right? So what I suggest, the first hour of the day you spend doing something that's going to raise your vibration, if that's exercising, meditating, um, affirmations, or simply get straight into work, which is like for me this morning, I worked at five o'clock and worked on my own editing, my own podcast, right? And listening to the podcast and sitting down with my coffee, which I love, I'm obsessed with coffee. It made me happy and it raised my vibration. So when I was on your podcast, I could show up the best version of myself. So that's an example. Yeah. So I personally like to work the first hour of the day on my MIT is your most important task. So you want to have three most important tasks, one one to three, no more than three, because then it becomes a to-do list. So if you can implement in your calendar, one, two, and three MITs, most important tasks throughout the day, you know, if they're in your calendar, you're going to get them done. They're a calendar invite, but most importantly, it's going to move the needle forward the next day and you're never lacking or feeling like you're behind. So that's really important. And then obviously eating consistently. A lot of us entrepreneurs are either keto or, you know, (laughs) we'll just like fast until two o'clock in the afternoon. And there's nothing wrong with that because everyone's body type's different. But if you consistently eat whole protein, whole foods that are going to fuel your brain and your focus and your energy levels all throughout the day, just means when you get to 3 p.m., your insulin doesn't crash and you don't get that sugar rush. You know what I mean? So um, food, pick three things that you want to do for the day. Pick some time to exercise because that's going to obviously help you with your, you know, positive um, attitude, your dopamine, your serotonin, um, those happy endorphins, and also energy levels. You'll see a massive difference if you exercise first thing in the morning or whenever you actually can. And then getting to bed on time. If you're lacking sleep, you're going to get burnt out. You're just not going to function properly. And then you have other weird things start happening because your body's not healing properly. (laughs) So, yeah. That's probably what I would suggest to start building a really good routine. Sleep and rest. I think, yeah, those are so important. And I like the idea that you have of your MIT, most important task, and come up with three of those things and list those things out and get those things done right away. I think that's that's fabulous. Exercise in the morning. I, I think that's a great time to exercise because it gets your body moving. But also, I like how you brought up doing things that you enjoy. One of the things that I enjoy is reading. So sometimes setting aside some time in the morning to even read just for 15 minutes. I'm just going to pick up this book for 15 minutes, read it and exercise my mind, get my mind into thinking. And then Mm -hmm. uh, I'll move on to the next thing. Eating consistently. That's something that a lot of us really need work on. 
a lot of people will get up and they'll have that morning donut. They'll get that uh, quick energy from a donut and a cup of coffee. I love my coffee too, by the way. And, yeah, uh, it's definitely a good thing. But something like a that's going to bring your blood sugar up too high like that. And then you're going to get that carb yeah. crash or that sugar crash. That's not oh, good. Yeah. So you, you need to eat things like uh, I always say uh, fruits, vegetables and proteins. Get those things into mm. your body as quick as possible. So I think those are some great ideas. I wanted to ask you about another thing that is out there in the self-development community. It's called eat the frog. And that means yeah. going out and doing the thing that you dread the most and getting that done first thing in your day. What do you think of that? I think, uh, again, everyone's different because I have clients, for example, who are so energetic and creative at like 8 p.m. at night <laughs> and they yeah. suck in the morning. They hate, they just not morning people. <laughs> I am so, so glad you brought that up because I yeah. have talked to people and we've had that discussion because all of the books always talk about doing all these things in the morning, join the 5 a.m. Yeah. club, which it sounds yeah. like you're a part of. You're up very early in the morning, but people, yeah. if you're not a morning person, then yeah. why try to go against your what body? Yeah, that's it. You're going against your body and your brain as well and the way it functions, the way you were created, right? And, yeah, it's, it's interesting you bring up this topic because a lot of people, and especially entrepreneurs, like they're like, yeah, hey, I want to be a 5 a.m. person. I'll just, I want to be that person. I think it's like a, it's like a dream and a vision and it's great to wake up early. You get more out of your day. The, people, the reason people say eat the frog first thing in the morning is because get the hardest tasks done, if anyone doesn't know what that means. Is generally because when you have, when you wake up, you're most focused, you have the most willpower and generally, again, depends who you are, the most energy. So for your brain to function, right, first thing in the morning. Again, it's different for everyone. I like to eat my first MIT first thing in the morning and just chuck that out of my day so I don't have to worry about it, right? And then I can spend the rest of the day. So for you, it, for someone else, it, it doesn't matter who you are and what kind of area of life you're in, but the your frog might be getting to the gym so you don't have to do it at 5 o'clock when you're tired. It might be, um, I don't know, answering your emails because, you know, if you don't do them, it's going to load up throughout the week. It might simply be uh, getting your lunch ready for work so you don't end up eating out every single day. So it can be small, it can be big, it can be whatever you want it to be, but if you pick one thing that you don't like to do, and Tony Robbins says this all the time, pick one thing that you don't like to do in the morning, and it makes everything else a lot easier. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly what the principle is behind that. I also like doing things like setting yourself up for success. And the example that I've given before is I want to drink water. And first thing in the morning is a great time to drink 16 yeah. ounces of water because you've been mm. sleeping all night and you're dehydrated when you first wake up. One of the reasons why people wake up tired is because they're dehydrated. So yeah. in order to guarantee I'm going to drink that water every day, I fill up my water bottle the night before and I put it by yeah. my nightstand. So when I get up in the morning, it's right there. I don't have to think about yeah, it. That's and me can, every day. Every day. And if you can do things again, that make things automatically happen. The other thing I will do is I'll pick out my clothes the night before and I'll get those things ready so that I don't have to think about it in the morning. I'll go downstairs before I go to bed and I'll have my coffee all ready to go. All I have to do is turn on the coffee maker and it's ready. If you have a timer, you can do that too. But it's basically setting yourself up for success because when you do that, it does really contribute to your happiness. And it's all part of the routines that you put in place, which is mm. what our topic is today. Oh, definitely. That's exactly right. 
The other thing that uh, I wanted to come back to that you talked about earlier was taking some time to really sit down and plan out your purpose and what you want to do with your life. And one of the things that I will advocate to people is taking a weekend planning trip, a weekend retreat just for yourself. Don't go with anybody else because there'll be a distraction. Just go somewhere, a place that you enjoy. I like to just go out someplace, rent a cabin for a few couple Mm. of days. And the first day I just do things that I enjoy. Yeah. Nothing else. If I want to read, if I want to go, I love climbing, climbing in the mountains in New York state nice. where I live, we have in three and a half hours, I can be up in the Adirondack mountains up hiking. So I'll just do some of these things that I enjoy for one day. And then when you are well rested the next day, sit down, open up your notebook and yeah, nice. start brainstorming, writing down some of these ideas and planning out what you want to do because you're going to be in the best frame of mind. So that's one of the things that I advocate. And it sounds like, you know, you and I are very well aligned on these kind of things as well. So let me transition from routine then into happiness. How do you think those routines in your life contribute to happiness and why are they contributing to happiness? Why does it make you a happier person because you have a schedule or routine to keep? Yeah, that's a really great question. And that's pretty much it. What my book's about so uh habit routine is crucial because um i guess habit and routine routine is a habit like that's that's that but habits are important for your happiness because if you can learn to do like i was saying at the very start smile have good posture talk be careful what comes outside your mouth um you know don't see you know your worth in materialistic things like all these little things that we forget about there are so many habits that you can build but the goal is to have all these on autopilot So you are happy. So that's the whole idea of habits is when you do something consistently for a period of time with discipline, obviously, because accountability and discipline helps to hold a habit and create it. And it's not a habit until you're doing it consistently, right? That's about it. You can be like, oh, I've got a habit of waking up every morning. Yep, but not waking up at the same time every morning. It's not a habit. A habit is something you're doing subconsciously and it's going to be good for your health, your wealth, your happiness and your life, right? The other thing is routine. So routine is important for a happy life because as humans, we pretty much, a lot of us thrive off routine. And when we know we have what we've got coming for us, it generally gives us clarity. And when we have clarity, we don't have overwhelm. So if you know what's coming up in your day, in your life, in the vision you have for your future and know the routine is set out, you know that uh, obviously going to the gym every single day as well and eating whole foods and These are habits, right, that are part of your routine that you know and getting to bed on time and resting and actually taking time off on the weekends to rest and rejuvenate. Knowing that this routine is going to make you happy because of the habits that you have. If you were to work 12 hours a day with absolutely no happiness habits, then a routine is just, you know, a bit of a rut that turns into a rut like we were discussing before. So we need the routine so you can implement the habits, (laughs) And you need habits in your routine and picking the right habits and routine for you so you are happy. So you need the routine to implement the habits. I like that. I like that. Mm. You put the routines in place and they'll help you when you want to establish a new habit in your life. An example is maybe somebody hasn't been exercising very often and they want to start a routine 
a new habit of exercising more. So by setting up their schedule and scheduling it, because I'm a firm believer too, and if you schedule it, it gets done. Put it on your schedule. We have no problem. Like, for example, you and I, we had this appointment today to record this podcast. It was put on our calendar. Now, if something happened, say something had come up for either of us and we couldn't keep this appointment and we had to reschedule, we would contact each other and we would move it on our calendar to a different day. But why don't we do this with the things that we do? For example, <laughs> if we don't exercise that day, how come we don't reschedule our exercise? How come we don't move that to another time? Because that will ensure that it gets done. If you schedule it, it always gets done. And mm. subconsciously, uh, when we start doing those things, it gives us clarity that the things that we need to do are going to get done. And when we have clarity, as you said before, we don't have the overwhelm. And mm. progress is something that we need to show that we're making. When we have these routines in our life, I believe that helps us to make progress. And when we make progress, that actually gives us power. Progress is power. That's something that I learned from Tony Robbins. If we're making progress in our business, maybe we're not reaching the goal exactly, but if we feel like we're moving toward the goal, same thing mm. with something like eating better. If we feel that we're doing better on it each day or if we're exercising a little more each day, something like getting on a treadmill and walking. And I say that because living in Western New York, you can't always be guaranteed you're going to have good weather to go out for a walk. In. But yeah. I tell people, go down to the treadmill. I just talked about this recently in an episode of the podcast. Go down and just stand on the treadmill for one minute and then get off it and go upstairs and go about your day. And then maybe the next day, stand on it for two minutes. Build yeah. that habit of going downstairs and eventually you'll start walking on it and that will help you to implement your habits. So I think that's a great uh, understanding. You have a great understanding of how those routines definitely can lead to our happiness because we are making that progress and we yeah. are gaining that clarity in our life so that we're not feeling overwhelmed. So I really like that. Awesome. Yeah. So what is a habit that you do now that would surprise your 18-year-old self? <laughs> that's good. I've always been a pretty routine person, to be honest. I've been always a very routine kind of person, but the habits were different in the routine, right? So one thing now, like the first habit that comes to my mind is waking up at the same time every day, like consistently. That is number one habit I get every single person, I'm, like one of my clients to start with. Like that's the foundation, how you start your day or how you, how you end your day. Another thing was, would be just take... The guilt of not working on the weekends and when you have every spare second you have, like now I take the whole weekend off and I do it and I have the mindset is I don't have to do anything. I choose to do it. It's the best mindset you can ever have. Yeah, taking time out on the weekends to actually rejuvenate, rest and the work-life balance because I've, I've always been, I've always had a really great work ethic and that's actually one of my values and core competencies. So, yeah, probably resting on the weekends and create creating better work-life balance during the week so i'm able to rest on the weekends that's probably the biggest game changer in habit yeah taking time off on the weekends or really whenever you can is important there's so many people out there again we talked about the rut and routine a lot of people are in that rut of working all the time and i found that when covid came and people started working from home more you know, a lot of businesses were afraid to let people work from home because they thought 
those people are going to take advantage of us. But what they yeah. found is that people who work from home actually worked more and they didn't mm-hmm. take time off because they were Super home. Productive. Yeah, they, they get up in the morning and they'll log in on their computer in their pajamas and then they'll yeah. work all day long. They'll even find themselves cooking dinner at the same time that they're working. So having yeah. that work-life balance, I think that uh, working from home is a great thing. I, I work from home. And I love it, but it can sometimes get you away from that work-life balance because you tend to, oh, well, hang on a minute. I'm going to go check my email or I'm just, let me just do this. I need to finish this up because you're right there. Uh, whereas if you worked in an office, you'd actually have to get in your car and drive into the office and you're not going to do that. So it is important to schedule that time for time off. So I think that's great. So, Holly, this has been really fascinating today, and I really enjoy talking to you about this kind of thing. I I wanted to ask you one other thing before we uh, conclude today, and that would be if you could read your book and summarize it and pick out your favorite piece of advice to give. So someone out there is listening to this podcast going, okay, this book sounds interesting, but what is your favorite piece of advice that you give in the book? Find the habits that are going to make you a superstar. It's really that simple. Find the habits that are going to make you shop the best version of yourself every single day and implement them into your routine. And I know you said one thing, but the other most important thing is really try your best to answer the question. What would you do every single day if you didn't get paid? What would you do every single day? Yeah. For 12 hours paid. a day. Like literally, what would you do for 12 hours a day every day because you loved it that much and you wouldn't even want to get paid for it? And hopefully that's not sitting, watching TV, eating Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something that's going to make an impact, an impact in the world, you know, and yourself yeah. and other people because we're, it's either animals or people pretty much all the um, environment that people want to make an impact in right? And um, mine is people. I wake up every day. Like if I don't feel like getting up in the morning, which is very rare, (laughs) this is an example. I go, all right, well, I've got, you know, lives to save. I've got people to wake up for today. I've got to help the world become a happier place. And that is my mission and my purpose. If you can do that, you'll forever have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. You'll forever have a reason to get out of bed and you will be a happier person. And your book is 30 Days to Happiness. And where would we get a copy of it? What would be the best place to go? And if somebody wanted to reach out to you to talk further about that or anything else, how would they do that? Yeah, sure. So there's two ways you can um, purchase my book or go have a look at my book. And it's at 30days2happiness.com.au. That's the first one. Otherwise, if you wanted to, to order on Amazon, it's just 30 Days to Happiness by Holly Smith. There's another one by another lady. So don't go to that one. <laughs> that was about meditations, I think. Um, so yeah, 30 Days to Happiness by Holly Smith. And you can get the ebook. And there's also an audio book coming out uh, very soon. And if you wanted to have a chat, you can message me on LinkedIn or you can just email me at hollysmithpt at gmail.com. hollysmithpt at gmail.com. Or we can find you on, Inst- or would you say Instagram or was it LinkedIn? I'm sorry. LinkedIn as holly smith or even instagram as holly underscore smith zero zero (laughs) zero zero okay well i will put that information on the podcast notes so people can reach out to you and i hope that they go out there and get a copy of the book that would be just a fabulous read i'm really looking forward to it i have not read it yet but i definitely will and i'm really looking forward to it so holly this has been 
this has been a really, really interesting and fun discussion. And I'm going to ask you the question that I ask every guest when they first come on the show. And hopefully we'll come, you'll come back again and we'll have another discussion. So for now, the question I ask is, what does being purposely positive mean to you? Purpose, is it purposely positive? Purposely positive. Yeah. So obviously being positive for a purpose. So that um, that's pretty much what I, I hear it as. Again, positive. What makes you positive? What, what raises your vibration? Again, what we're talking about for, what's the reason you get up every morning? Find your purpose, find your mission. So you have a reason to wake up every morning. Um, find the things you love to do. And if you're going to do that consistently on a daily basis, you're not just waking up with purpose and implementing every action step with a purpose, but it's going to raise your vibration naturally and you're going to be a lot more positive and happy. That's probably, yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah, you're going to be a lot more positive and happy if you find a reason to get up in the morning, find the things that you love. I love that. That is so much aligned with what we want to do here on the Purposely Positive Podcast. This has been a great discussion, Holly, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Likewise. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there looking for that happiness, looking for that purpose. You can download a free book at TonyWCoaching.com called Strive to Thrive. It's a short ebook, and it will help you start in the direction of your purposely positive life.